Uh, all right, it's time to turn our attention to some racing. Hopefully we can give you some best bets and uh, some winners for across the weekend. Joining us down the line right now is Tim Walker from the Races WA. Tim, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Matt, and all of your listeners. Hopefully you are having a very good end to the working week. Yes. Uh, well, not too far away now as we build towards the weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're loving life here on Sports Drive this afternoon. And I'm sure you are right now as well. Plenty of great racing going on. And we had the, the Malik Magic Million sales uh, as well take place yesterday. We certainly did for the last couple of days out there at the Swan Valley. And normally... We see the best offerings go around in book one, which was yesterday, the first 170-odd lots, and then another 150 or so today out there at the Swan Valley Sales Complex. Grant and Alana Williams, very, very busy, got to speak to Grant on the sale ground yesterday morning, and they bought the sale top of $350,000 yesterday. By all accounts, right throughout the course of book number one, it was very, very strong. So good the health of the industry here in WA to have a very strong sale out there at the Swan Valley over the course of the last two days. Were there any uh, any bargains you feel? Well, it's a big question, isn't it? If there is going to be some bargains going through, look, ultimately that will be told with the wholeness of time. You look back at last year's Magic Million sales and we had Super Spink go through, who of course won the Magic Million's two-year-old classic uh, last Saturday down there at Pinjarra went for just $45,000 last year, so already winning a $250,000 race at just a couple of starts under her belt. So I guess we probably have to wait for another 10 to 12 months to see if there were any bargains, but uh, certainly there'll be a number of connections that will be hoping that they've gone home with a bargain or two there from the last two days out at the Swan Valley. All right. Uh, well, before we do get into um, your best bets at Ascot coming up tomorrow, a bit of uh, racing news. So Nature Strip, um, Nature Strip's going to carry on and go for the uh, the TJ Smith Stakes. Yeah, look, I like this from Chris Waller. He's won this race three times in a row. Nature Strip, Chris Waller, the trainer of Nature Strip, obviously. Last week, whether the 1,000 metres was just too short, possibly. That That's the reason for the disappointment of being beaten as a short price favourite in the Lightning Stakes. I think he's entitled to one more chance. Obviously, if it doesn't work out for him in the TJ Smith, given the job that Nature Strip has done, I'm sure Chris Warren and the Connections will find a good home for him in retirement, a good paddock for him in retirement. But if he's able to come out and win the TJ Smith, well, I'll probably press on and have another crack at the Everest. But while it was disappointing last week, I reckon we forgive it just because it was over the 1,000 metres. He might be looking for 1,200 metres now that he's a little bit older and getting on in age, the old champion. And we've got uh, a WA horse in uh, Stafford's Lad uh, taking place in Adelaide with the um, jockey, uh, Jared Noski uh, is going to ride the horse, Stafford's Lad. So what can you tell us about this? Yeah, absolutely. Jared Noski was down there at Esperance last week riding winner. So he rides sparingly now. We know that he's obviously got the battle with his weight. He's been away from the races quite frequently over the last 12 to 24 months. Uh, he only rides very sparingly, but he gets an, opportu- an opportunity tomorrow afternoon to go over and ride Stafford's Lad in the Lord Rain Stakes after he was so game throughout our staying races over the Perth Carnival. I think this will be a nice little tune-up for him for about 17 days from now, which is the Adelaide Cup, which comes up on the long weekend over on the East Coast, so a week after our long weekend. 
I think he'll just get a good little blow out of the cobweb that Morford build tomorrow. He'll be cherry ripe for the two miles in a couple of weeks' time. I think you're probably looking towards a horse like Grand Promenade that's going to be very hard to be in that race, uh, very hard to beat in that race tomorrow, should I say. We know what he's done. He's won some very good races and competed really gamely in the Melbourne Cup of 2021. So he'll be the testing material for Stafford Lad tomorrow. And Brave Halo is in the uh, Blue, Blue Diamond Stakes Group 1 uh, in Victoria tomorrow. He certainly is. And it's just the barrier. The barrier draw at Sandown. It's a tricky one out there. A wide draw over the 1,200 metres on the lakeside track. It can be really difficult and it can favour the horses that are closer to the speed. I don't know where he's going to get from the barrier, but they've got the right man on board to navigate the path from there. That is Damien Oliver. If anyone can do it, he can. I thought a couple of weeks ago that Barber would be the testing material. That proved to be the case. I think that will be the case again tomorrow. I think Barber's going to be so very hard to beat. But if you're with Brave Halo first up, I'm not going to do anything to talk you out of having another go at him tomorrow afternoon in what's going to be a terrific edition of the Blue Diamond. I cannot wait for that. All right, here with Tim Walker on Sports Drive this afternoon. So, Tim, let's get into it. Pretty good card at Ascot coming up tomorrow. Races 6, 7 and 8. Really looking forward to all three of those. So what are your best bets for us? Yeah, look, I reckon we'll go into a couple of those races. All the Kingsmen is going to run them along in the Lex Piper Stakes. This is for the three-year-old Constant Geldings, a key lead-up to the WA Derby. I'm probably going to look for something at a bit of value in that race, though. And it was interesting to talk to the trainer of Tiana Robertson there this morning, and she was of the opinion that Fizzleby Patrick is really starting to show signs of, of being a nice horse, albeit she did say as soon as it does look like tiring this campaign. She'll pull up stump. I think this is a horse that can run a sneaky race tomorrow at $11. So if you've got a little bit in the kitty and just wanted to have a little each-way bet, I thought Sizzleby Patrick was the way to look in that race. And then race seven, we'll get to see the girls, the three-year-old fillies, get their turn in the Ascot 1,000 guineas. Admiration Express is going to be very hard to beat. But again, I'm going to look for value just because these are three-year-olds getting to a distance for the first time, the 1,800 metres, some of these. And Lyndon Lady, I think she's going to be one that will relish the 1,800 metres. So at $9.50, we could probably have a little bit of an each-way bet there as well. So a couple that we just look for a bit of value in races 6 and 7. And then in race number 8, we get to see the return of Maricino, who won the Van Heat Stakes. She is going to be awfully hard to beat. If you've got a little bit of money that you've been able to win throughout the day, I reckon this is just about the best bet of the day. If we keep the powder dry and wait for the second last at Ascot tomorrow, Maracino is going to be very hard to beat in the detonator stakes, and he's got better races to win than this going forward. I'm confident of that. Okay, so those tips again, uh, if you miss them. Sizzle Me Patrick, race six, number 11. Uh, Lyndon Lady, race seven, number six. And then Maracino, race eight, number one. The red-hot favourite, best bet of the day, says Tim Walker. Tim, uh, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time, and enjoy the weekend. All the best to you and your listeners, Matt. Thank you. There he goes, Tim Walker from the Races WA. A pleasure, as always.